Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Y'all need to be sock checked. You like y'all? You just not a down ass fool. Real ass Nick. Y'all not with the shits. I don't know how else to explain this, but this is some ankle sock activity here, and I don't want to victim blame, but I'm gonna need y'all to be a little more down for yours. Now, what I'm not going to do is explain to you what I mean by sock checked, but I need to see how high y'all socks are. And right now, they looking real low. <laughs> so part of me is like, all right, we're all adults now. So this is like, it's a stupid thing to talk about anyway, because... Okay, we're grown-ups with mortgages. You don't need to... How you talking about fighting? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, fam, this is ridiculous. We we not kids. And plus, there are such things as guns. You know, so like... Well, I'm going to stand up and fight somebody for. This is ridiculous. But some people just like fighting. I got some homies that like... You know, they just like it. Like... Not in a violent, like, weird, mean or aggressive or bullies. It's just, they just enjoy fighting. My homie D Smoke, he just likes fighting. Toby, Wigway, my homeboy, they just like fighting. Like, it's just, it's fun to them, you know? So oftentimes, like, they, they stay real calm, you know, get into boxing, get into other things, because it's like, I, I just like fighting. So I, I need to, one, it's fun, and two, like, I need a way to master this joy. You feel me? I grew up in similar environments as them and decidedly don't like fighting. <laughs> I be trying to make them things be done as quick as possible. That was me. Like, I don't fight fair. I'm light, lightweight. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a lightweight. You feel me? So, like, I don't, I don't get into that, you know? 
if uh, if I'm in a situation with my family, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it comes down to where I need to protect my wife and my children, listen, I got tools. You understand what I'm saying? And I got shooters down the street, my nigga. Like, I don't want well, to stand here and catch a punch for it. Nigga, I got to record a podcast tomorrow. Y'all tripping. You know, we not kids no more. We, you know, I mean, the same reason why, unless you was like a dedicated skater, like that's why I'm not dropping in to the, to the half pipe no more. I'm like, it take a little longer to heal these days. You feel me? <laughs> but some people just like it, right? They're just down. And the people that are just down, you probably shouldn't, you know, unless something wrong with you, don't, you just go and leave them alone. You know, if we're in a bar fight situation or if you was kids and you in a, you know, again, like I said, it's ridiculous because we're adults now. But the dude with like the the broccoli ear, you should leave that dude alone. Cause that man, that that mean that dude fight for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about that person's size. Like, it's you know, obviously, like size does matter. <laughs> nice. Um, but in fighting, it do matter unless you really know what you're doing. Like, if you know what you're doing, then that's like I talk about for all that asymmetrical stuff. Like, you know, you there's a way to take down somebody bigger than you. Like, that's fine. That's not the person you're worried about. The person with like all kind of muscles on muscles. I mean, yeah, if you catch one of their paws, like, you know what I'm saying? You catch that, then yeah, that's a, that's a situ- that's that's a, that's a situation. You know, a big dude. Like, of course, it's a situation, but everybody got weak spots i don't care how big or small that person is if they got that broccoli ear that mean they enjoy what they doing you 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 need to go and leave them alone they are what the young folks call with the shits (laughs) and if somebody with the shits it lets everybody around them know this ain't no easy day. This gonna if you gonna run up on me, it's gonna cost you something. But if you not with the shits, it's also very obvious. It mean when I run up on you, oh, like the first podcast I have done under the banner of iHeart and Cool Zone Media, the first podcast I did with y'all. If you not with the shits, it's clear. And no matter what you say, shut the fuck up. You ain't gonna do shit. Hood politics, y'all. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You ain't gonna do shit. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You ain't gonna do shit. Well, congratulations, everyone. We have reached a level of de-evolution in the American politics that journalists, historians, everybody been warning us that we was going to hit this. Politicians being attacked in their own home. Fools is... It's happened, y'all. We got Nancy Pelosi's husband got ran up on. Also, Richard Ringer in Pennsylvania. Uh, Not to mention a few years ago when they tried to kidnap the Michigan governor. (laughs) Y'all, I hope you're proud of yourself. We've done it. We did it, Joe. 
Now, I say devolved because I don't know if you notice, but the Congress has come to blows before. And it's can y'all hear the smile on my face? Because it's now funny to picture. Could you picture? I mean, could you picture these fools like, I mean, who you got in the fight? I mean, like if you think you're thinking of like our current house of representative like i personally think ilhan i'm i'm back at her she probably got hands but yeah who 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 you got i'm like you know poor nancy was like i'm gonna punch him remember during the, the january 6th uh video that came out like i'm gonna punch him right in the nose girl you ain't finna punch nobody you ain't gonna do shit. but i feel like i mean AOC, she might throw one. I bet you Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks she could scrap. She probably, you know, she. I, I bet you she could scrap better than Bobot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already know she can't fight. But I'm positive Ilhan got them hands. <laughs> Who else you think got hands? You think Bernie got hands? Nah, Bernie ain't got no hands. What about uh Matt Gates? You think he got hands? I bet DeSantos got hands. I bet you got hands. You know, he probably like, he probably, you know, doing the CrossFits. Uh, anyway, um, I just think it's funny. Uh, but the most infamous one was in uh, 1858. I don't know if y'all know this, but this, this is some great moments in history that I feel like need to be in our history books. It was this... If I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna read a little abstract from it from like uh househistory.gov, right? Um and you can look up the whole story yourself because it's it's really a great story. We can think about you know them 1800 insults. They were like, man, the way they diss people was clever, dog. Like anyway, so I'm going to read it. The most infamous floor brawl in the U.S. in the history of the U.S. House of Representatives erupted when members debated the Kansas's territories pro-slavery uh, Le Compton Constitution late into the night of February 5th through 6th. So they was debating as to like when Kansas was going to join the join the union, was they going to be a slave state? And Pennsylvania Republican uh, Galusha Grow. Right. Who's a dude. And South Carolina's Democrat Lawrence Keat was exchanging insults and then they started throwing hands. Right. And that's not what it says there. It says then blows. In an instant, the House was in the greatest possible confusion. The Congressional Globe reported more than 30 members joined the melee like they was scrapping. Northern Republicans and free soldiers joined the ranks of the Southern Democrats. Speaker James Orr and a South Carolina Democrat gaveled furiously for order and then instructed the sergeant in arms, Adam J. Glossbrenner, them some names, dog, to arrest the noncompliant members. Wading into the combatants, Glossbrenner held the house mace high to restore order. Wisconsin Republicans John Bowie Knife Porter, as in Bowie Knife, and get this, Cad Wallader Washburn <laughs> ripped uh, the hairpiece off the head of William Barksdale, a Democrat from Mississippi. The melee, this is, this is what I love about dudes. 
the melee dissolved into a chorus of laughs and jeers, but the sectional nature of the fight powerfully symbolized the nation's divisions, right? Who's finna go to war? And when the House reconvened two days later, a coalition of Northern Republicans and free soldiers narrowly blocked referral of the Lay Compton Constitution in the House Territory Committees. Kansas entered the Union in 1861 as a free state. Now, the funny part to me is the fact that, like, it ended in them laughing, you know, it's just like, ah, man, come here, you little jerk. Like, but they was scrapping. They was really, really scrapping. And I, like, man, can you imagine, like, I just wonder how different our politics would be if these fools actually fought. You know, I bet you we would send younger representatives. You feel me? Rather than uh, <laughs> letting these people stay in, stay in Congress long. You imagine your, uh, your congressman stand up and he got that broccoli ear. And he's like, sorry, y'all. Yeah, last night was crazy, man. We was talking about... <laughs> raising the fed rates you know and i was i was like man square up nigga raise these rates like can you imagine that this is absurd man so we've had violence <laughs> we've also had you know presidents assassinated and attempted to assassinate so violence obviously is not new in our discourse but if you're talking about the grand scheme of all of history one could argue that of all the wars that we're in now and have had in the recent time, this is generally the most peaceful era of history. And what is unique about American politics is, and, and look, this may sound like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, sell, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but it is true. It's the transition of power. Of course, plenty of countries have peaceful transitions of power. Of course they do. We're not the only ones that do that. Like for fools to say like, you know, we're the only ones to do it is okay. That's, that's crap. But had you look across the pond to the prime minister situation, they running through prime ministers like draws. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, maybe that's for good. If they like, if the government don't trust you, you know what I'm saying? Like get this fool out. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's a better situation, but the type of stability that we've been able to uh, sort of live in, you know, obviously stability in a huge air quotes, but the type of stability we've been able to live under is, is generally because, uh, you know, we don't scrap like that. We don't, are, are the way we transition power, the way we fight is usually over ideas. However, in case you ain't been around the last uh, four to eight years, Things have changed. Just throw out the map, guys. This is uncharted territory. And things have changed to show us what some of us, depending on where we come from, kind of instinctually understood. Bullies only understand violence. Let me unpack that after this break.
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Now, I know I've said this story before because it's so it's such a pivotal story and it's such a pivotal example for us who were raised from sort of the old guard. Now, we done evolved as a civilization. We didn't we teach we learn how to teach our kids to talk it out. You understand what I'm saying? But how you talk to somebody while the bullets is flying, how you talk while someone is throwing fists. If someone is throwing fists, nigga, you got to throw fists back. You know why? Because if you don't, they going to keep throwing fists. Now, the the reality of the way a lot of us were raised were if you were getting chased home, if people was threatening to jump you on the way home and you, you know, took all these scenic routes to avoid this fade, to avoid throwing hands. And then you got in the house. The way we was raised your mama or your daddy or is probably finna send you back outside. Now, if you have an older sibling and sometimes a younger sibling, if y'all close enough to age, that younger sibling, if you the one running, then you probably got a hothead as a sibling. Your sibling is like, what? Where they at? Let's go. You know, or your mama and your daddy is like, 
y'all got you have to go outside and fight them. It's like what? And then the the most infamous one is you either go outside and fight them or you fight me in here. But you can't just you can't do nothing. It's horrible, right? Kendrick has a line where he's like, "Man, I got stomped out in front of my mama." I mean, it's like I now I don't know the story obviously cuz I ain't grow up with Kendrick, but I know how that story goes. You got to go catch up. You got to go get a beating sometimes. And if anything, it's to just show that you have heart. It's just to show that if you going to attack me, it's going to cost you. I, you know, we might be all hotep and loving and peace and love. I don't know if y'all saw the clip of, of which was the weirdest. That must have been the most surreal experience ever. Uh, P. Diddy dressed as the Joker, but like the Heath Ledger version of Joker. And he was running up on this dude. And apparently, look how he was finna fight. But he was like, man, I'm peace and love, nigga. It's peace and love over here. But if you want this shit, we can give. So essentially like yelling, I'm peace and love, but I'll beat your ass is essentially is what he's saying. So I don't look, I don't care how peace and love you are, homie. You cross a line. It's going down. I need you, if anything, just to understand that I am no walk in the park. Even if I lose. Ain't no walk in the park. You know, and hopefully I'm not going to lose. You know, and we talked about this before, the rules about getting judges. You know, again, this should be this should be reviewed for most of y'all. But the rules are, you know, if you about to get jumped and you ask anybody, you know, ever been in the situation is, you know, obviously cover up, cover your head. You know, don't let nobody get behind you. And either the loudest or the closest one, but usually you should do the loudest. And you beat the brakes off that dude. Just focus on that person only. Just dog walk him. Like, if you could catch somebody else, that's cool. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying, if you beat the brakes off that one of them, uh, what's the name says, uh, my homie Mofsky, he says, I'm a fire on one and I'm a grab another one. And so if I fire as hard as I can on one of y'all and then grab the other one and hold them, it's going to make Everyone else think twice. But if you hit hard, and that's the hope. If I dog walk one of these dudes, it's going to make the other ones think twice. Because the goal is to get out. Like, you just like, I don't want this fight. But I need you to know I am with the shits. I need you to know my socks are higher than the Hindenburg. You know what I'm saying? Yo, my socks are higher than, than Snoop Dogg and Be Real combined. You feel me? My socks is high, fool. Now, if it's a one-on-one situation, all that talking, like, listen, and this is another, again, I, I, it's funny for me to talk about this as an adult because it's absurd as an adult to even be discussing this. But that's where we are in our politics now. All that, I'm, I'm cool on all that talking. Like I said, I'm a lightweight. I don't do all, like, listen, I come from that, I come from that school of talk that, that school of thought that while you talking, I'm, listen, at you saying all you want to say, all I'm doing is I'm measuring, I'm measuring my reach. I'm just waiting. I'm watching your arms because while you yapping and talking about all this blah, 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 well, I'm just going to fire on you because listen, I'm not, you think I'm going to wait for you to hit me? Listen, I'm a lightweight. I'm not waiting because if you hit me and hit me right, the fight's over. I Listen, I got, look, I got a glass jaw. You say whatever, look, I don't care. I don't like fighting. 
I'm trying to end this early. You, I got nothing to brag about. I ain't got nothing to prove. I'm trying to end this now. And I was like that growing up. Like, look, I don't want to do this because I'm a lightweight. You know, I'm a B-boy. I'm a hip-hop dude, but I'm also not a punk. Yeah, try Jesus, not me. Listen, I don't I don't want this. I'm a I we gonna we gonna have we gonna have one discussion and it's very simple. Listen, I'm not your dude, man. I don't look, I I ain't from nowhere. I'm not your op. You don't ride on me, ride on your enemies. Like don't you know, look, I'm not your problem on me. You got it, champ. Well, listen, when you hear that, oh, you got it, chief. Let me tell you something. What that means is you don't got it and you not a champ. It just means I just ain't got time for this. Like, I don't look, bro. Go find somebody else, dog. Like, I'm what I look like being out here and fighting in the streets. Like, this is stupid. Niggas dying daily. I'm not finna stand out here and fighting these streets. But if that's not an option, if you know, like, okay, listen, I done gave this nigga a warning. Like, I don't want to do this. But what I'm not going to do today is lose. If it's a one-on-one situation, I'm not going through this again. This is, uh, we, we ending it now and it's over. And I don't fight fair. Like, uh, it's already, like I told you, it's already not a fair fight. Now, if you got the nerve to come to my residence... My nigga, you got the nerve to come to my section? You on my side? Oh, bro, you didn't put a green light on yourself. You came and sought me? Now, if I walked across your thing and we just had a misunderstanding or altercation, I'm going to try to talk it out because it's a misunderstanding. It ain't got to be like that. However, if you purposefully sought me out, and especially if you a whole ass stranger and you sought me out. Oh, yeah, we not. I don't call the police. Oh, you we like. Yeah, I, again, I'm an adult. It's you can call this what you want. Like you, you number one, if you come into my house, oh, you're not getting in here. And if you in here, I don't care what the law say. I live by a different code. You in my house, my G, it's going down. Listen, it's going down. And if it don't go down today, let's just say you best me today. You better send your whole family into hiding because like, I'm not, you, I'm not letting this ride. I look, you just say whatever you want. I'm a pacifist that pass fists across your cheek. Send your mama and them to Croatia, my nigga. Cause you didn't came to my house. Yeah, nah, it's, it's done. But if you do nothing, it's going to happen again. And it's going to happen to your friends. And it's going to happen to your family. They going to keep running up on you. Because the only way to talk to somebody like this is to speak the language they speak. It's not right. Of course, as you know, as many a wiser people have told me, an eye for an eye leaves two people blind. You right. And I wish a motherfucker would. Let's take a break.
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Now, as we know, um, the husband of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, a, a person's um, clearly radicalized. Uh, and what's so crazy about that story is this man has been a, a part of like the San Francisco nudist colony. Like he would seem like he's a textbook San Franciscan. But if you're looking through the stories of his um social media postings and stuff like that. He was getting more and more radicalized, which is why, again, people are ringing the alarm about what's happening on the right right now. Like, you know, you can ring, of course you can, we can have the sectarian ringing of like, well, the left is becoming communist and violent Antifa. You, I, I just, maybe I'm in the wrong sphere, but anybody attacking congressmen. In, in congressman's family talking about where's Nancy beat that man with a hammer like broke into his house and beat that man now this man is in his 80s uh, what was he supposed to do now I know I'm talking all this big stuff about man you got throw hands in a literal sense what was that man supposed to do that man in his 80s and I don't know if y'all thought about like what would happen if he actually got Nancy Pelosi like where we would be right now 
But the point I'm trying to make is it is now proven that this faction of wherever we are as a culture, which we already knew after January 6th, and what I told you the day after that on the shut the fuck up, you ain't going to do shit episode is if we don't crack down as hard as possible, if we don't throw equal and opposite or greater hands than they do, they just going to keep doing it. This They not going to stop because they know, oh, you ain't going to do shit. Y'all, y'all all talk. Y'all net bangers. Y'all just, you, you, yeah, keep taking the high road. I beat your ass the whole way up. That's what's happening. How in the hell is you talking? Like, I don't understand why every Democrat ain't talking about this on the campaign trail. Why is this not front of your mind about how, what you, what I would say, I would love a job writing talking points for both of these parties because it would seem so easy. I would call them barbaric. I would be like, they're devolving us. This is, this is, they're barbarians. How dare you, Nick? Did you break it? Did you break it? Did we break into Mitch McConnell's house and try to beat him up? No, y'all did. If I was them, I would be pinning this on the entire party. Why? Because I throw hands. Like, it's the, y'all don't throw hands. That's why they keep doing this to you. You don't throw hands. Now, how? I'm just saying this is what I would do. According to my hood politics, I would throw hands. I pin this on, look, if I would, if you would get a call from prop at the democratic party.org if it was me and be like, here go your talking points. Always call them barbarians. I just, what I would say and be like, alienate, alienate what? We already alienated. Well, you need they vote. I'll be like, do I? Nigga, you see in the scoreboard, we all gonna lose anyway. And I would be challenging the voter to be like, yo, I don't, listen, come get your mans. I feel you on all the points you're trying to make, but listen, that's a barbarian. Now, some of y'all, listen, some of y'all like fighting. Like we said, some of y'all like fighting. Maybe that's why you barbarians. But I would be like, listen, man, there's a way to fight like y'all street brawlers. If you like fighting, I mean, you street brawlers, we MMA. I'm going to show you how to master this. That's what I would be doing because clearly... Y'all ain't throwing hands. You just talking about how deplorable and despicable it is. Oh, man, you shouldn't have hit that man, Nick. They finna hit you again. You know how I know they gonna hit you again? Because it also happened in Pennsylvania. A Democrat, is vice, vice reported this, a Democrat running for state office at seat in Pennsylvania says he was attacked and knocked unconscious at his home early Monday morning that he believes he was targeted uh, with election harassment. Richard Ringer, 69, is running for a swing seat in Fayette County, about an hour southeast of Pittsburgh uh, on the border with both Maryland and West Virginia. Monday morning, Ringer called 911 a third time this month to report a man uh, had assaulted him in his home. The alleged attack, okay, now alleged, uh, on Ringer comes as officials are on high alert for election threats and violence. And... The article goes on, but also as a side note, you know, that's again, the, the, the feds, the FBI has been trying to tell y'all for a long time that they are the greatest threat, right? Wing extremists are, the, you, you know, you always hear the biggest threat on America. Nah, it's, we've already told you what it was. It's right wing extremists and they're doing it. They're doing the thing that they told you they was finna do. 
And if there's anything that I I can at least understand about them is they doing what they said they was going to do. Civil War, fam, we already in it. I don't understand where you been. We've been in Civil War. It, the only problem is only one of us swinging. Y'all, these people made it very clear by their actions. Like if, if, if the equal and opposite, which ain't the equal and opposite, but in they, in they thing, they like the violent Antifa. What was their answer with Antifa? They fought them. Like that's their answer. They like, look, it's going to cost you to perform your acts. We're going to make you pay for it. And and I'm saying, I'm just saying that's the language they speak. This is the transaction. If you go, if you gonna bust, we gonna bust. It's not right. I'm just saying that's what they doing. They also said, look, and if the mug is strategic, these people standing, these people posted up in front of uh, voting sites because they like we about this action. It's gonna cost you if you gonna make this choice. This is what we gonna do. We gonna sit right in front of here and until you can. What you gonna do about it? You gonna move us? It's really, I mean, how high are your socks, fam? So what is the solution? How do you deal with it? Well, one of the solutions they were saying is like, well, all these people need security duties. And I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Is that feasible? On the other hand, you got Steven Imsky from, um, from NPR. Um, he talked about like how he researches Abraham Lincoln and there was a, a story um, that he found about Somebody saw President Lincoln, you know, Abraham Lincoln walking around um, D.C. just freely all outside with no security. And his boy was like, yo, what is you doing? And Abraham Lincoln was like, look, dude, like having a, having security like this is like having a fence around when one part of a fence around while the rest of the fence is completely down. So it's like. What's even the point when you can just get right around? He's like, basically, this is a reality. I know what I signed up for. Also, in that same story, uh, Veronica Escobar, um, she's a congresswoman from Texas and NPR reports that, you know, her one of her homies was like, look, dude, like, please just don't be out. Like we hearing all this. Don't be outside on Halloween. You know, just handing stuff out to trick or treaters. And essentially, she was like, we know what we signed up for. So in some senses, you know what? Respect. You know what you signed up for. It is what it is. This is just part of the thing, you know? And that's, again, going back to the street stuff, like that's kind of what come with, you know what you signed up for. If I die, I die, you know, which sucks. These people shouldn't have to live that way because they're not actually gangsters. We just use it as, as a comparison. They're not really gangsters, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, she was like, look, this is just a reality that we just have to live with. And listen, I'm not going to live in fear. And for me, I respect that. I ain't going to live in fear. Like, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to. I'm not running in my own hood. One of my homegirls dad, he's, you know, OG from Compton. Like, I'm not. 
no, no, no name dropping here, but he said the same thing. Like, I don't, I don't hide in my own neighborhood. I don't run in my own hood. Hell, I don't run in your hood because he's a gangster. But like, he's like, listen, I'm not, I'm sitting right outside. I am not changing my life in any way because I'm not scared of y'all. I know what I signed up for. If if today's it, this is it. But it's going to, again, you're going to run up on me. It's going to cost you something. So I think that we got part A right, which is, you know what you signed up for. Apparently, this is where we are again. But part two is, yeah, if this is going to stop, obviously there's the process of de-radicalizing whoever these people are. And like, there's a scourge. There's a, there's a cancer happening over there that like has been festering for a while. And some of that responsibility rests on the shoulders of their leaders. Like, yo, you, whose man's is this? You got to come, you got to come get your man's. Like, hey, man, tone these fools down. Like, you know what's going down. And of course, you can't be responsible for all the actions. However, like, yo, is this y'all's direction? This how y'all, this how, this how y'all trying to win? I mean, if it is, I mean, I guess, do you, at least you stick it to the, to the script. But good God, got y'all looking crazy, man. Remember the whole talk about you know, punching a Nazi, like, you know, is it, is it right? Is it, is you're just causing more violence? You're becoming like them. Uh, I'm not a part of that conversation because the problem is you probably right. I shouldn't, but I would, you know what I'm saying? But I probably shouldn't. You're right. Again, I'm an adult. I shouldn't even be talking about stuff like this, but who I'm gonna call the police? <laughs> what they gonna do? But yo, y'all with the shits or not? What is it going? You have to. Y'all haven't created a price tag. For causing violence against you, because when there's a price tag, people think twice. Now, I I agree the price tag should not be violence against Republican lawmakers. That's absurd. Of course, that's absurd. But this price tag, it's just, it needs to be very high. And at this point, from my vantage point, it don't cost them nothing to beat your ass. Apparently, you out here rocking these ankle socks. Hood politics, y'all. This here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was Tip. Sometimes it happened. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media and the theme music by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. So y'all just remember, listen, every time you check in, if you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see y'all next week.
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.